Looking back on the history of collaborative structures and processes, a foundational component of collaborative response, our school had begun engaging in collaborative team meetings. These were meetings that were very student-focused, looked a little bit different than how we had been traditionally talking about students within our school, but were intended to be completely solutions-focused, strengths-based, and action-oriented. When we began these collaborative team meetings and then shared them out with schools over time, of course, many refinements and adjustments have been made. However, when first bringing the framework together, we really thought the collaborative team meetings were the essential component that were important to focus on. However, as schools began to engage in these collaborative team meetings, often with real fidelity to the process that we had been um, exploring and sharing with schools, refining, uh, expanding upon as we went, one of the things that we were finding is that the meetings weren't necessarily having the optimal impact that we would want to see. Sometimes it felt like students were coming forth in those conversations that certainly required much greater conversation than what the collaborative team meeting afforded. And the idea that if we're coming together only three to five weeks for a collaborative team meeting, well, that was way too long in between, or way too much time between those sessions for students that really needed higher degrees of support. It became apparent through this that understanding the other types of collaboration that were happening in the building actually mattered. The other layers certainly influenced and impacted the collaborative team meeting. So when we began to really reflect on, we understood that the collaborative planning that was happening in teams contributed to the effectiveness of the collaborative team meetings. The school support team that was meeting on a much more frequent basis to identify students needing supports greater than just what we could provide within the classroom, those were contributing to the collaborative team meeting. And there were many times where we were coming together to talk about one student at a time in case consults or wraparound conversations that also contributed. So it became apparent over time that the layers, the four fundamental components of collaborative structures and processes mattered in addition to the collaborative team meeting. So when you think about the collaborative structures and processes, the collaborative team meeting within it is certainly important and does look very different than how we traditionally address students in conversation, but the other components matter. This is why that shift to collaborative structures and processes was absolutely fundamental in our continued understanding of collaborative response. This also effectively helped to bridge some of the understanding around professional learning communities, literature and engagement that uh, had greatly been influencing the work, as well as response to intervention. When we looked at our collaborative planning, um, which is a, very much aligned with professional learning communities literature, and then the more intensive layers of the school support team and case consult, which are obviously have links and history in response to intervention when we think about how we respond through tiered levels of support. It brought those together and utilized the collaborative team meeting as a really effective bridge between both of those elements. The collaborative structures and processes which involve the collaborative team meeting are absolutely a foundational component and there's a reason why it's twice as large as the other components. It is critical 
that the structures and processes be well established and refined over time in order for the data and evidence to properly inform conversations as well as the continuum of supports to really have impact on what are we going to do next. Mm -hmm.